Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Thursday, the 17th of March, and today we're going to talk about something that's hitting pretty close to home for the St. John family and many of the people that we know here in the Vancouver area, and that is comfort in times of grief. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. glad that you guys have joined me today. We're making our way through the weekend. I've had a pretty busy week, I'm not going to lie to you. And so uh, I'm looking forward to kind of getting back to some sort of sense of normalcy uh, in our life and some rhythm. I've been traveling a little bit. The campaign is absolutely in high gear. Some of you guys are hearing uh, more and more about that, uh, especially if you live in my neck of the woods. So I want to say thank you for everybody who is really just tuned in to what I am doing, particularly as it relates to running for the House of Representatives. I know some of you said the other day, it feels like you've been running forever. Uh, and it, it's starting to feel that way for me too. We've been doing it for a while. So thank you guys for your continued support. I want to touch on something. Well, let me back up. So uh, last Friday, I went to the campaign office. I was going to start making fundraising calls. Uh, some of you guys may have gotten a call from me. And uh, this is the time of the the quarter when I start really focusing hard on that. And uh, I got a phone call, and it was from a, a dear friend of mine, and she had said that one of the original founders of our nonprofit organization had suffered a stroke and was not expected to live. He was in the hospital up in Longview. So my husband and I, of course, you know, dropped everything that we were doing, we a lot of uh, wonderful people graciously came in and filled in for for us in the various uh, jobs that we have and we drove pretty quietly uh up to see my friend Joyce up in uh up in Longview some of you will remember when firmly planted was a brand new organization and uh we were blessed from the very beginning and have been by just wonderful people that the Lord has sent that have really just come alongside us and offered wisdom and counsel. And Alan and Joyce Qualvik were and uh, and still are. Joyce is just one of those people that the Lord brought very early on. We have a lot of memories, a lot of good stories, a lot of hard stories, too. Uh, but the Lord has been faithful and when I arrived at the hospital, a couple of our friends from the Homeschool Resource Center were there, and the news was not good that Alan had suffered a stroke, and it looked to be uh, life-threatening. And so we just began to pray. I mean, and really, I guess that's what I want to talk to you guys about today, because I, you know, I've told you guys before, since the beginning of COVID, I have just been inundated here at the show with one grief-stricken story, a grief-stricken person sharing a story after another. And every once in a while, I touch on it here at the show. But as we've been walking through it the last couple of days, so I had to uh, fly to Washington, D.C. for some meetings. And while I was on the plane and throughout the day in those meetings, kind of kind of getting updates on the status of our friend and um, just wonderful people, and I think that's part of it, right? When something like this happens, we, we scratch our heads and we, and we try to understand and we try to make sense, you know, sense of a, of, a, of a loss of a man, particularly, you know, in his late 50s, he was just really getting into the prime of his life. His kids were 
uh, mostly raised, except for um, they had one one daughter still at home, precious uh, teenager still at home. And you, you, you try to wrap your head around why the Lord would allow something like that to happen. And the reality is we're never going to understand. We're never going to know why uh, the Lord, you know, the Bible says that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And we know that uh, grief is, is difficult. A lot of you are grieving right now. Uh, a lot of you guys know that um, my dad passed away from COVID back in December. And the stories that I, I hear every single day here uh, at the show, you know, people losing loved ones, whether it's through from COVID or from uh, complications from the vaccine, which is happening more and more and more, grief is hard. And I think we are a nation in, in, in grief. We're grieving right now. And David understood grief, and I, I love how he framed it. Uh, in Psalm 31, verse 9, he said, Be gracious to me, Lord, for I am in distress. My eyes wasted from grief, my soul and body also. And the fact that just David noted that grieving is hard on the body, it is. It's hard on the body. It's, it's, it's hard on the soul. We weren't made for this. The Bible teaches us that we, uh, we weren't made for death. Death entered into the world through sin, through disobedience. And so when we enter into, into seasons of grief, you know, it's not, it's not unusual for people to become lethargic, to lack motivation, to, you know, to, food doesn't seem as appetizing, life doesn't seem as exciting. And I got to thinking about the many, many stages uh, of life that we go into. And it seems like I heard Amy Grant say a long time ago, you know, life, life is hard. You're either, you know, going into a trial or you're coming out of one. And when the prophet Elijah went through a rough season, the Lord was gracious to him. He put him on a pretty simple plan. The Lord basically said, this is what I want you to do. Sleep, wake up, eat, and sleep. And so if you're listening to this right now, you know, and I was talking to my husband in the car the other day, we were just, uh, we were just crying our eyes out over this whole thing, trying to make sense of it when you can, we can't make sense of it, trying to think of how we could be helpful and you, you don't even know how to be helpful. But the Lord says that he understands your grief and he understands sorrow and he understands where we're at right now. And the Lord, I love how he took care of Elijah. He just said, go to sleep and wake up and eat again and sleep again. You know, rinse, wash, repeat. And so if you're in a situation right now, if you know somebody who is, make sure that they're getting food. Make sure that they're sleeping. They got people taking care of them. These things are uh, important, but they're really important uh, when when we're grieving. The Bible says that Jesus understands grief. In Isaiah 53, verse 4, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, and yet we seemed him stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. Jesus understood what it was like to be full of sorrow. He was betrayed by his friends. His friend Lazarus died, and he was grieved by what human rebellion, what sin had done to the world. And the thing that I was taking comfort from this weekend, you know, is just that the Lord understands what it's like. I mean, he understands what it's like. He knows what it's like to be human, except for he didn't sin. 
but the Bible says he took upon himself the sorrows and the weight of our own brokenness. And at the end of the day, you guys, we don't grieve like the world grieves. And I've watched this with my friend Joyce as she has walked through uh, the incalculable loss of her husband at this stage in their life. This sudden loss, this, it's, it's, uh, you, there's no words for it. But I've watched Joyce, even in the last couple of days, in her pain and in her grief, remember and reflect that we don't grieve like the world does. Paul said to the Thessalonians, in, uh, to the church of Thessalonica, he said, we don't, we, I don't want you to be uninformed about believers who have died so that you don't grieve like people who have no hope. See, our hope isn't here. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm glad. We have hope. We have hope of being with God after death. We have the hope of resurrection into a new life. First Corinthians 15 says we're going to get new bodies. And I don't know about you guys, but every day uh, that becomes uh, a better option for me. <laughs> and those of us who have lost people who have uh, gone to be with the Lord, we know that they're with the Lord. So when we grieve, our grief is different because we know we're going to see him again. When Jay's dad passed away suddenly uh, several years ago now, we... We knew we would see him again. When my husband and I lost a child to miscarriage, we know some, someday we're going to see that that baby. We're going to meet that child. And we know that being with the Lord is far, far better than being here. So, yeah, we grieve, but we don't grieve as people who don't have hope. Our hope is in the Lord. And if Alan didn't know the Lord, we would be grieving in an entirely different way right now. We're going to pray, even as we we process through in our bodies hurt and our eyes are dry from crying our grief is anchored in something different than the world when it grieves our grief is anchored in the hope of Jesus Christ and in as much as I have sorrowed and my husband has too for our friend and for their family the uh, the the fact is that the the body of Christ has been absolutely amazing uh here in, in Vancouver and I've just watching what God does with people, with his people, when we suffer. The Bible teaches us at some point that our grief is going to turn to joy. And I'm waiting for that day. On the night that Jesus was arrested, what did he do? He spent time with his closest followers. He wanted to assure them, hey, you know what? Difficult things were coming up. He was going to be arrested. He was going to be brutally killed uh, by the Romans. But he said, this isn't going to be permanent. This isn't going to be permanent because Jesus knew death wasn't the end. He was raised from death. And that is what gives us as believers hope today. It's the resurrection. We're coming into the Easter season, just went through Lent. And even though we could, we're going to continue to go through difficult things in our lives, I want you guys to remember, if God could turn something as horrific and as terrible as the death of his son Jesus into a victory... What else is he going to turn into a victory? What other sorrows are we going to be able to overcome? The Bible says in Revelation, and I put this on my Facebook page the other day when I, because, uh, you know, for a couple of days we were just say, p- praying for a miracle, praying for, uh, my, praying for Alan just that the Lord would restore his body. And when God chose not to do it and he took Alan home, I posted a verse from Isaiah that says that, uh, he is near to the brokenhearted. And in Revelation 21, I 
I think, uh, Revelation 21, verse 4, it says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old things have passed away. What does that mean? Well, you guys have heard me teach on the end times here. If, if you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, the Bible says that at the end of everything, God's going to make things right. So some of you are listening right now and you're, you're going through, you're going through it and you're crying and you're, and you're sorrowful and your heart is aching. And the Lord wants you to know right now that death has ultimately been defeated. It's not defeated here on earth. But it's been defeated. This is why the Apostle Paul could say death is swallowed up in victory. He said, death, uh, where is your sting? Where is your victory? You don't have it. Because we know that for those of us who know Jesus, we're going to see our loved ones again. And we're going to see Alan again. In the meantime, I, I think it's just, uh, you know, this, this one hit, you know, obviously really close to home. For us, but you guys, I want you to know something. The Lord's not afraid of your emotions. He's not afraid of your questions. God can handle it. God can handle it. And uh, as I was hanging on to one of my daughters who was just crying or gets out over this the other day, I was like, you know, you can, you can, you can uh, pour your heart out to the Lord. You can yell at him. He can take it. He can handle it. He understands sorrow. Nobody understands it better than the Lord. And so it's okay to grieve. It's all right. And I just want to encourage you to remember that God is ultimately the one who is our comforter. And so keep your heads up. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Uh, bring your prayers to the Lord. The Bible tells us that whatever we're going through, God wants to bring us comfort. And the Bible says that he understands and that he gives rest to those who are tired and weary. And that's a lot of us, that's a lot of us right now. So... Um, I realize that this isn't my usual uh, high-energy uh, podcast for you guys today, and um, I'm sorry about that. Yesterday, we we uh, we did a rerun, so today I'm back in the studio just trying to get back at it, and we want you to be encouraged. Life is hard, but the Lord is good. God is good, and our hope isn't here. We, we seek a city to come whose author and builder is the Lord. And at the end of the day, the Bible teaches us that he will make all things new. So if you're struggling right now, keep your eyes on Jesus. And then reach out to people around you. It's, it's all right to, to, to struggle. It's all right to say, hey, I don't understand. This is hard. I, I hate this. You know, whatever it is that, um, that you're going through right now, God wants to help you. If you're not in community, I hope that you will find a community. I think one of the hardest things about COVID certainly has been the fact that we have lost community. So many, so many people have lost community. And so we need each other. We were created for relationship first with the one who made us and then with those around us. And we, uh, we see right now, even as our many, many people in our, in our community, in the homeschool community here are grieving, we're watching this community come around this wonderful family and help in, in any way that they can. And that is the body of Christ. We are to mourn with those who mourn, to rejoice with those who rejoice. And in so doing, we find the blessing of community. I hope you guys have a, a great afternoon or wherever you are listening to this. Some of you listening in the shower, I know because I hear from you all the time. Uh, and I will be coming back obviously tomorrow. I'm going to have a couple of guests on the show, which I hope encourage you. And if you have questions for me, something that you'd like me to address, please uh, shoot me that message at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. 
that's where that form is. We appreciate, and in fact, we covet your prayers. I, I cannot tell you enough how much they mean to us. Several of you have been sending letters in to me lately here at the show. And if you've got questions, if you've got something that you want to say, I really appreciate hearing from you. Some of you have been sent in some birthday cards. Apparently, some of you remembered that I love getting cards and letters in the mail. I am an old-fashioned girl that way. I like snail mail and uh we appreciate every single one of those. We appreciate your financial support. Also, if you're able to support this podcast financially, please go to the show notes today and you can see exactly how you can do that. If you're interested in supporting the ministry of Friendly Planted Family, please go to friendlyplantedfamily.org and check it out and you can become a monthly supporter of the work that we are doing there. God bless you guys. Have a great day and I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and